against a muscular chest, and that was somehow strangely comforting. I sucked in a deep breath because even though I hadn't looked at him yet, something about him brought me to life. I didn't know how to explain it, but it was like the second he touched me, he brought out this long, dormant part of myself I hadn't known was asleep. Slowly, almost hesitantly, I lifted my face to his. I'm so... I trailed off. The second our gazes met, that feeling, that instinctive reaction to a man I didn't know, wormed its way further into my body. Sorry. He gazed down at me, stealing my breath. His eyes were a soft moss green, and he had red hair. His jawline was hard, and he had a slight dimple in his cheek, but not an actual dimple, which made no sense, but somehow did. My heart picked up speed, and I gripped his suit jacket, hanging on for dear life, because, God, I had to. His lips were parted as he stared down at me in surprise, as if he hadn't meant to catch me, but now that he had, he wasn't sure what to do with me. He was, hands down, the most handsome man I'd ever met. I immediately wanted, no, needed, to know more about him. His gaze dipped down to my mouth, then shot back up, and his brow furrowed. His grip at the small of my back shifted, and he bunched my dress in between his fingers. He held me in his arms like we'd been dancing, and he was preparing to dip me. I ached for him to pull me more firmly into his arms, which was crazy because I didn't even know the guy. I've always been good at reading people. My older brother, Tate, always teased me that I should join the CIA and be an undercover agent because within minutes of meeting someone, I generally knew their whole life story without them saying a word. And this man had lonely, lost soul written all over his face like he'd seen too much and was trying to make the world a better place. Like his only desire was to leave a mark on the world, a good one, to make up for all the bad out there. In fact, he reminded me of myself. Are you okay? He asked softly, his harsh Southie accent as clear as day. Funny, he didn't look like your typical Southie guy. Yes, I answered, forcing a smile even though this guy had thrown me more off balance than I'd been in my whole life. Thank you, Mr. Donahue. Scotty Donahue. He pulled me back to my feet, only letting me go once I was steady. His hands lingered on my waist, as if he didn't want to stop touching me. Or was that my imagination? He shot me a slow, seductive grin that did something to me. And you are? Skylar Daniels, I said quickly. I'm in charge of this event. Something crossed his expression and he stepped back, his nostrils flaring. The grin faded immediately and I saw him retreat, both physically and mentally, the second he heard my name. You're Skylar. Yes. I bit down on my lip because the way he said those two words, the hardness behind them, made me feel like my identity didn't come as welcome information. Was he one of those guys who thought the Danielses were beneath him? Do I know you? No, he said, pressing his lips into a thin line. But I know your brother, Tate.
Oh. Oh. Of course. Tate was always waving all these snobby, stuffy, bland Wall Street men in front of me. Men who talked about nothing but stocks and money in hopes I'd pick one and marry a guy exactly like him. Problem was, I didn't like any of them. I was far too busy studying to waste time on a guy who would, more likely than not, end up being a complete bore, in bed and out of it. Chances were, this man would be exactly like the rest. What a disappointment. Whatever he told you about me is a lie, I said, glancing at him through my lashes, trying to lighten him up a bit. He looked as if he'd swallowed a box of nails. Even with me in heels, he was a good six inches taller than me. I'm not nearly as much of a spoiled brat as he made me out to be. Actually, he hasn't said much about you.